Hey friends, welcome to Let's Be Clear. I am Clear Cherry Reeves and this is a podcast where we get clear, pun intended, about how to find a kingdom perspective in all things. No, really, all things. Whether it be about pursuing your dreams, finding hope and hardship, or just talking about Jesus, we will get raw and honest. I believe it will encourage you. Now, let's dig in. Happy Monday, friends. I am so glad that you guys are here. I know I say that every week, but I really do mean it. I wanted to know, how are y'all liking this one word a week conversation that we've been having? I've loved seeing the pictures on Instagram that you've been sharing um, and Facebook just about opening your focus devotional and really digging in and just about how this podcast is helping you truly refocus. When you guys share um, just how you're intentional in your life, it makes my day. It is so awesome to see, and I just love that that is um, how we are spending our time, and I know Jesus loves it also. So thank you guys so much for sharing um, like you have been. It's just been really cool because y'all have shown me how to be more intentional with this devotion. Um, I think it's really neat how we how differently we see each of these words based on what we're walking through, what we do every day, um, and just the creative minds that we're all given. But anyway, so this week will be a different word. And so before we do that, let's focus our mindsets like we do every week. You know you're going to hear me say this. Um, Predictable as a Hallmark movie, but you got to love it. Okay, so let's refocus. F, fix your eyes on Jesus. O, open your heart to receive. C, calm your mind. U, unplug from distractions. S, saturate your soul in him. Okay, so whatever you're doing, I hope that you can really just kind of one-track your mind. Like, lean in. It's going to be really good. This week, we're talking all about the passport that takes us to a fruitful life. Wow, that's a pretty big promise, Clear. You're probably thinking, right? Like, the passport, so it's taking me to a fruitful life. Y'all ready for this? You're going to love it. What's the word? Discipline. I know. What? Are you serious? But hang with me. You guys, because discipline, I think we have just a really bad connotation for how we see it and what Jesus really means when he talks about discipline. So discipline comes from a Latin word, disco, which means to to learn or get to know. In other words, the discipline of God's word and his hand is how we get to learn from his heart and we get to know his ways, right? We can think about the word disciple. And these were men that Jesus picked to follow him and get to know his heart so that they could learn his ways and then spread the gospel far and wide based on what they had learned. So God connects with in scripture, we see looking all throughout when he talks about discipline, he always connects it with love. And to be honest, you guys, when I was really studying about this word and really looking at in scripture, when it talks about discipline, Love is not the word, I mean, when I think about it, yes, it makes sense, but it was not what I was anticipating. But think about it. I thought about it in my own life. When my parents would take the time to discipline me, that was honestly when I felt the most loved. You know, think about when when you use the word discipline, parents disciplining their children. When we say that we love a sport, we discipline ourselves and practicing and training for it. When we care and deeply care about something or someone, 
we don't cut corners or go the easy way. And hearing this, I don't know, I think it's a little bit confusing because discipline just sounds harsh or hard or like something we don't want or we don't think we want. But think about it in your own life growing up. When did you feel the most loved? I'm going to give you a second wherever you're at to really think about that. For me, it was genuinely, like I said, when my parents took the time to discipline me, to get uncomfortable and to have to do the thing that they didn't want to do, but they knew that I needed. And it reminded me of a scripture in Proverbs. It's Proverbs 3, 11 through 12. And it says, my son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves those, reproves him whom he loves as a father, the son in whom he delights. That just shows us that when he is wanting to love us, he disciplines us. So that is not something that we need to be scared of or reject or be weary of. And the same goes for us as God's children. Like we said, that knowing that he is truly in control and that his word is the standard that gives us boundary lines that we desperately need. And I don't know about you, but if I'm being honest with myself, I really know that I need some help with setting those boundary lines. Also, when we aren't sure about who is in control, it breeds this deep insecurity in us that we often are not even aware of. Thinking back to your parents or whomever raised you and just really thinking about those boundary lines that were set for you, we needed those because a lot of times we're just too close to something to realize what's really actually good for us. And God's desire when he is disciplining us is always that he's restoring the relationship. So our desire in disciplining ourselves should be that we restore our relationship with him. And that'll make more sense kind of coming up. But really, that is the goal of our lives is that that gap between us and him, that we do everything we can to close it, that we inch our lives towards him through discipline. Because we all know that we would not make the best decisions for ourselves if it's up to us, right? And I want to ask you, like, is there something or a particular area, I guess I should say, that you wish you had more discipline in? What is it? Why? And let me ask you on top of that, what is keeping you? And I'll tell you why I'm asking this. So here's the hard truth and the not so fun truth about discipline. Its main ingredient is self-denial. It is truly the daily application of Luke 9, 23 through 24, which says, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever, for whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Y'all, sometimes it feels like by disciplining ourselves in godliness or by doing the necessary thing, We're going to miss out on something fun, something exciting, something we really, really want. But the truth is we often don't know the path that we want. We often don't realize that what's in or what we're reaching for is really temporary and that the thing behind the thing, right, that's what we actually want. So in reaching for what we think is maybe that salary raise or in reaching for in a more negative connotation, I guess, like an addiction that we have, or anxiety, or whatever it may be. But really the thing behind whatever we're reaching for, we want love. We want joy. We want peace. We want patience, kindness, goodness, self-control, the fruits of the Spirit. But in order to get those, we have to deny what we think we want, 
whatever temporary thing that disguises itself as fruit, right? Because we all know that the enemy's really good at utilizing these things that seem like they're good, but are really not equivalent to what it's got the, to these fruits of the spirit. And so we have to discipline ourselves in godliness. I love the scripture in Hebrews twelve eleven that says, "For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later." It yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have, who have been trained by it. Okay, seems painful. Let's go back to that part in the scripture. For the moment, all discipline seems painful. It is saying, hey, like God is not unaware, which I love. He is never unaware of the fact that we're having to sacrifice. But he's saying, hey, I know the training is painful and sometimes rigorous, but, but this is what yields the rich peace you have been craving. Hey, Clear, I think you think you know what you want, but I promise you, I made you. I'm your heavenly father, and I only want what's best for you. What you're reaching for is actually not what you want. I have what you want. Will you follow me? Will you deny yourself and listen to me and show up where I've asked you? I promise you won't regret it, right? And I like how it says seem. Because I think right now, like, yes, it seems painful, but like we said, God knows what we what will be far more painful is if we don't discipline ourselves and we just keep doing what we are doing, knowing that we will never reach the destination that we are actually after. I recently watched on um, Netflix this um, documentary, which I love a good documentary. I don't know about you guys, but... I actually feel like I can pay attention and just hearing their stories. It's always so interesting. But it's called The Weight of Gold. And it talks about how Olympians, um, just the rigorous track of becoming an Olympian. And I got really intrigued and was curious about Michael Phelps' training process. So I did a little research and learned that Phelps trained every single day for five years, including his birthday and Christmas before his first Olympics, twice a day. Okay, and it says like it talked about how Phelps noticed at a young age that obviously he had a natural talent. Okay, he was getting scouted at a very early age and his obvious size and wingspan clearly are a decent add on. But the discipline was what made him stand out among the competition. And also, which I thought this was really cool, was that Phelps, he always talked about visualizing himself competing and winning a race. And so that when hurdles would pop up or his feelings weren't aligning with his goals, he still showed up. Like it it talked about during one race how it was in the Olympics actually, how his goggles filled up with water for the past, I think it was like 75 meters. And he still, he completed it and he won the race because he had trained himself to keep going no matter what the obstacle was. And he actually wrote down on a sheet of paper when he was eight years old that he wanted to make the Olympics. He actually believed that this goal was possible. He made it personal, and he thought it was possible, which made it practical. And I mentioned that because when I was really thinking about discipline, I thought this is really important to mention, is that willpower alone is not enough to keep us from doing what we want, from going our own own way or following our heart, which, by the way, is super fickle. But Willpower alone is not enough to sustain us if it is not attached to something more that we truly believe is possible. Achievement for the sake of achievement is not enough to keep us going on the grind that we have to go on and denying our own desires. It has to be attached to something we truly believe is attainable. 
And I think a lot of times we really have to ask ourselves, do we really think that something's attainable? And if not, then we won't show up for it. And I wanted to mention this scripture because I think it it talks about this so clearly. 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, and it says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Every athlete exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. So I, Paul is talking here, do not run aimlessly. I do not box as one beating the air. I love that. Okay, so I'm not aimless. I'm not just over here just throwing something against the wall and hoping it sticks. He says, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Okay, so what he's saying here, he's comparing our spiritual walk to a race, saying that the endurance, the training, and the continual effort we put forward is for a prize. But the result of our discipline is for eternal life, when he talks about that imperishable wreath, which is a trophy that does not collect dust. You see, Phelps was committed to the process more than he was committed to the goal, which made the goal become a reality for his life. The goal was the why behind the process, but it was the process that set his everyday rhythms. You guys, we see these like hashtag goals, and I realize even with my own life, I set these goals, but I attach them to things that are not really attainable. And then I find that I'm not committed to the process because I don't really believe that on the other end of that, that it's really actually realistic for my life. And so when we talk about eternity, like how do we see that? Because we're not going to be willing to lay aside our desires or like in Hebrews, like we mentioned, to to sacrifice and, and show up and go along with the sign up for the painful discipline if we don't believe that that imperishable wreath is actually ours to attain. One of my favorite books is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. If you haven't read it, it's so good. And his his the, his last name is spelled normal. So C-L-E-A-R if you want to go read it. I do not have that luxury. But my favorite quote is this, and it says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. See, our goal is not to be Jesus. Our systems and rhythms of discipline are for one point and one point only, and that is to look more like Jesus. So if the direction of our discipline takes us anywhere but there, you guys, it's not discipline that God wants for us. Discipline is the daily decision to believe that the process is worth the promise and the training is necessary for the triumph. Otherwise, Everything remains a dream. I think that is so crucial for us to realize that when we are showing up every single day, when we are opening our Bibles, when we are showing up, when we are tired, when we are doing the thing that when we know something seems pleasant or something feels good, but we say that's that's not what God wants for me and denying ourselves and disciplining ourselves and the daily habits and routines not to sign up for all these things to do, that's not what I mean, but but committing to the process of looking like Jesus, then we are, we are understanding that the goal on the other side of that or the refinement and the transformation and the actual eternal salvation is worth all of that. And here's the thing, though. I don't want us to confuse, and I think this is important, activity with discipline, Okay. Because discipline is activity in the right direction. And we talked a little bit about this when we, um, when I did the podcast on diligence, which if you have not listened, 
go back because there is a difference, a major difference between diligence and discipline, but they are linked. They are linked. And discipline is activity in the right direction. It's not productivity simply for the sake of getting things done. Rather, it is productivity in getting the right things done. It's the heavy door, the thick door. Discipline is that the seemingly impossible one, honestly, that feels like sometimes to open, but the door that leads to freedom. Okay, think about a time, and I know I ask you guys a lot of questions, but I really want you to stop and not just listen to this and go, oh, yeah, that, okay, that was good. I want you to apply it. Like, when is a time that you've remained disciplined? Think about a time that you've remained disciplined in a certain area or direction. Did you feel lighter? Like, even if the actual thing was hard or required some change, the peace that came with the obedience, wasn't it worth it? It's like your soul realized, this is good for me. And when we are walking in discipline, which means that we are walking in obedience, walking towards Jesus, denying what isn't like Jesus, then we will always feel lighter. Things might seem heavy in the sense of like in the moment we are having to do something that's painful or difficult or uncomfortable, but it's always going to lead to freedom. And I don't know about you, but when I think about times in my life where I have truly um, shown up and done the hard thing, I always felt more free. I always felt lighter. The peace that accompanied my soul was always worth it. And so I think just really thinking about that in your life, I think that's important. And here's the thing too, is that y'all discipline is hard when we are by ourselves. We need accountability. If you know that your current habits don't support the habit or rhythm or thought pattern that you're working towards to implement or to change, you need to find a partner or a group or a friend, even a Facebook group or friend or anything, other people. There's a reason that we have arms just to help others and it's to link up. We need people. If I've learned one thing through my struggles and just life in general, it is that secrecy is never our friend especially when it comes to discipline and you may ask like okay clear how is secrecy or hiding related to discipline okay well this is what I'm gonna say we tend to hide what we aren't disciplining ourselves in okay so instead of exposing the weakness or the thought cycle that we know is keeping us we keep it a secret to protect ourselves from what others might think about us but this keeps us isolated and discouraged and lacking the very discipline that we are yearning for. And I was thinking about this in my own life and just how much I've personally struggled with shame. And I think shame and discipline are closely related, though often not realized. Like we feel ashamed when we aren't exercising, like I said, the discipline that we know that we should be exercising. Whether that be actually exercising, showing up in the gym, keeping a steady, quiet time, investing in our friendships in intentional ways, setting money aside for savings or being generous with our resources, whatever it is, when only we know that we aren't doing something, we feel the pressure to still convince the world around us that we aren't struggling. But when we are willing to sacrifice our pride and we show up and we get in the light, we allow ourselves to link up with people and, and and we see the Lord in those and they can help us. They can say, hey, look, I know that this is, I know that this is painful, 
but you don't need to have shame about this. Why don't we establish this rhythm? Hey, do you want to meet me at the gym at 9 a.m.? Hey, I'm going to text you when I get up and I'm reading the word and I'm going to, I'm going to screenshot. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take a picture of what I'm reading or when you start to think about that thing or that relationship that you know wasn't good for you and you tend to go to that place and it feels dark, I want you to text me and we're going to immediately just take 30 seconds and we're going to pray. You can have a code word, like whatever is needed for that discipline. This is going to sound radical, but whatever you need to do or whatever you need to strip away from your life to pursue Jesus, it is worth it. Whatever, like it is never worth it to keep our pride. I promise you. This life is short. It is not worth protecting our rela- our reputation for the sake of looking or, or sacrificing this life when we can look like Jesus, y'all. But when we aren't willing to sacrifice our pride and we stay in the dark, we will never experience the fruit of disciplining ourselves by walking in the light. I hope that makes sense. I know it's deep, but I think if we can dig a little deeper when it comes to these words that feel hard, And are so stereotyped in our minds that we can let God really transform us and how we view that discipline. And we can make it a reality for our lives. Like how awesome is that? I love this scripture. It's in Romans 13, 12. It says, the night is almost gone and the day is near. Okay, so the night is almost gone and the day is near. Therefore, let us lay aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. I love how it calls it armor. Because that's what this is. Living a life disciplined in godliness requires a fight, you guys. And if we don't proactively pursue accountability and intentional ways of living in the light, we will live aimless and distracted. So all in all, where does that leave us? What helps us remain disciplined? Like what are some practical things and how can we remember this and leave this podcast and go, okay, now how do I actually discipline myself? How do I practice self-control? What keeps us showing up when we want to stay stagnant? Because let's be real, we all like to stay comfortable. Um, These all start with A because you know I love alliteration. And so I think it will help us remember it. But awareness, knowing what your weaknesses are, okay? Helping you create those boundaries that you need to experience freedom. Asking God where he wants you to get more disciplined is crucial. So ask him to make you aware And then being aware that no matter what that is, no matter what he reveals to you, that he's equipped you for the place that you're in, that he's given you the people that you need, that you are capable of, of, of experiencing victory in this area, no matter how long you've been there. The next day is accountability. There is something wildly powerful about pushing past your hurdles with people cheering you on and running beside you. Well, sometimes we just need a friendly face to tell us to stop the pity party And do the hard thing one more time. We need people to help us stick with the process when we don't want to persevere. So awareness, accountability, accessibility. If you make it really difficult on yourself to be disciplined, you probably won't show up. So what's that look like? Well, in order to actually show up for these rhythms that you know are good for you, what? Put your shoes and your walking clothes out. Or set your Bible out. Like, know what you're going to read. Go to bed early so that when you're waking up, you're not completely exhausted. Have your stuff ready. Auto-draft from your account so that you automatically position yourself to be generous. If you're feeling stingy, auto-draft. Probably more helpful, right? Make margin in your schedule to get lunch with a friend every Tuesday if you're feeling like you're not really disciplined in relationships and, and you're not putting yourself out there. 
rhythms like this just made the exhaustion that comes with decision fatigue less present, okay? So we have awareness, accountability, accessibility, authority. We will not show up for our lives if we don't think we have permission to ignite true change and really walk in it. Each of us has authority. I don't care who you are. You have authority over your feelings. You have authority over your past experiences. You have authority over the social norms and the pressures and the expectations and your Instagram timeline or whatever's knocking on your door. You have authority over anything that would keep you from walking in godliness. You get to tell it to hit the road. But if you don't believe that Jesus, the Prince of Peace, the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, God Almighty, who is over anything and everything, if you don't believe that he lives inside you, then you won't believe that you have the authority because you you alone don't have enough to show up and really ignite true change. Now for the last A, activation. Walk in the discipline of following Jesus and whatever it is. Okay, because all these things are good. And they sound, maybe they sound good, but if we don't activate them, then what good is it, right? If we know better, but we don't do better, then we just become lost people who were given a map, but we aren't willing to follow it. While knowing the treasure is not acquired any other way, you guys, that's almost worse than just being lost. But to be lost and to have a map and not being willing to sacrifice whatever is required to actually go in the way of where you know you're supposed to go, That's just foolishness. I hate to say it, but it's true. Anyway, this word discipline, I hope this helped you just kind of see it from a different perspective. One of my favorite scriptures is Titus 1.8. It says, rather, he must be hospitable. One who loves what is good. Loves what is good. So loves truth, right? Who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. So every week in the devotional, as mentioned, there's always a focus tip. So on top of these practical ways, this is just a very practical suggestion um, to help apply this word in our lives. And this week's is this. When you make decisions that are pleasing to God, decisions that deny your desire for instant gratification, remember that following Jesus will lead to a life of indescribable peace and overwhelming joy. What could be better than that? So essentially, hey, When you have those temptations that you want to do the easy thing, the immediate thing, the thing that is going to give you instant gratification, just remember of what's on the other side of that. When you are pleasing God, you have, you receive peace, you get to walk in joy and you get freedom. Okay, we're going to close up with our Monday prayer. I just think that um, just settling your soul. And discipline, discipline yourself right now to hang on and listen to this because I think it will just set your week in the right direction um, or whenever you're listening to this, I think it will encourage you. It says, hey, Jesus, thank you for the gift of another Monday. My hope is everlasting because your mercy is always new. Thank you for giving me this self-discipline to operate with eternity in mind, even when the temporary is so much more alluring. Remind me of the power of my perspective and the ability you have given me to choose what is truly good over what feels good. Amen to that. Illuminate the areas in my life that I need to discipline myself in and give me the courage to step into those without shame, fear, or worry. Because what, over, what is over my head is at your feet. Thank you for reminding me that your correction is your love in action helping to guide me in the way everlasting and pointing me in the direction of your promises. Your refinement is life to me. Thank you for the awareness that you bring of what must change. 
and the accountability you provide to help it come to pass. Protect me in what is right for me and help me abide in that. Uproot anything that doesn't align with what you say about me, Father. Thank you for helping me deny myself so that I can rest fully in you. I find freedom in the discipline of your word. In the edifying and trustworthy name of Jesus, amen. Y'all, it's going to be a really good Monday. I can feel it. Or whatever day you're listening, it's going to be a good day. I hope y'all just have the best day, a good week. Just discipline yourselves. Do the hard thing. Do the uncomfortable thing, knowing that what you are going after is worth every bit of sacrifice you will ever have to endure. Your job is just to follow the leader. Pressure's off, right? He has you. Okay, I will see you guys next Monday. I hope y'all have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, if this encouraged you, I'd love for you to share on your stories um, or subscribe. I I just love seeing how y'all are so intentional um, and just what specifically it's meant to you. It really encourages my spirit and um, helps me show up in a new way every week. So have an awesome week. I will be thinking of you guys and praying for you, and I will talk to you soon.